Hello, I am Tawanda with Trucks and Bucks Podcast. Trucks and Bucks is powered by ELI Solutions. Our goal is to bring education, knowledge, resources, and limitless opportunities to the people in the trucking business, regardless of your role. This is a weekly podcast, and we are excited to bring you something that can help and inspire you along this journey. Also, you can connect with us at trucksinbuckspodcast.com. That is T-R-U-C-K-S, just in B-U-C-K-S, podcast.com. Have you ever thought about getting into the trucking business? Have you ever thought about what life was like or day-to-day for a trucker, whether it's a male or a female? Well, today we interview Roy Barton that is going to share with us his journey in the trucking world. Get connected. This is Tawanda with Trucks. And Bucks, and today is October 31st. And some people in the world say today is Halloween. So if you're celebrating, definitely happy Halloween. And today we're interviewing someone. Um, I'll tell you, it's so amazing in life, different ways you meet people, even from um, Facebook and Twitter and all those other different social media sites where smart people are looking to connect and looking to network. So we have here a gentleman, Ray Barton, all the way from, well, we'll let him tell us that. Um, Good evening. I'm sorry, not Roy. Not Ray, but Roy. (laughs) Roy, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, we definitely want to ask you a couple of questions, but I want to also go out and acknowledge the other team members um, that we have on the line and say hello to them as well. So just... um, Tell us a little bit about how you're doing, where you're at, um, Alexis. Hi, everyone. It's Alexis. I'm fine. Happy Halloween to everyone. Stay safe if you are out there trick-or-treating and please leave some chocolate. And, um, <laughs> and right now I'm in Northern Virginia. All right. Awesome, awesome. And how about you, Eric? I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm at home right now in Lincoln, Nebraska. Everything goes, is going good. Okay. Sounds hope, good. Well, thank you guys for... We have a good okay. time together. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to it. And again, today we're talking to Roy Barton. Roy, tell us a little about yourself, where you live and where you're from and anything you want to share. Just as we get ready to get started... Um, I do have a couple of questions I want to ask you, but just tell us a little about who you are and where you're from. Uh, well, Barton is my middle name. Derek is my last name. Um, but I live in northeastern Pennsylvania, and I guess I kind of grew up around trucking, so not too much I don't know about the truck itself. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I just work all the time. Really? Now, so you work – you're from Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So, sounds good. All right. So is that home for you? Like is that where you um, 
have you lived any other place? Is that kind of um, Pennsylvania has been uh, where that's, you have always lived? I was. I was born I was born in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. I did live in Arizona for about four years back in the early nineties and then I moved back here and back there to Bloomsburg and I've been there ever since. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, tell us a little bit about how long have you actually been in well, first of all, what made you decide to get into the trucking industry? Um, it's been in my family my grandfather's brother started it trucking back in 1946 and it's kind of been in my family my most of my most of my life uh and i just kind of grew up with it i guess and i guess just kind of keeping it going there's only two of us left okay. so we're right. just kind of keeping the name going i guess and that, that's really unique because I actually see a lot of people that are in the industry and, you know, their family has been in the industry for a long time. So it, it seems like, you know, an opportunity for generations and generations to actually, you know, a, be in the trucking business. So that definitely makes sense. Now, what type of truck do you drive and how long have you been driving? I, uh, I've been driving for 29 years and I have a – the truck I have now is a 1995 Freightliner Classic, and I pull just started pulling a 53 foot uh, reefer trailer. <laughs> Did you say 29 years? Yeah. Yep. I've been driving for 29 years. Most of 29 years. I did quit at one time and run heavy equipment for about a year, but that was about it. Wow. Oh, my God. Now, Alexis, Eric, 29 years? Yeah. That's a long time. It's a good while. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Probably not too many roads on the United States I haven't covered. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely a long time. All right. Well, yeah, so... Yeah, I know a lot of times, a lot of people I've been meeting, and I've been asking them, hey, how long have you been in the trucking industry? And I'm I'm actually in a group on Facebook where it's women, women truckers. And a lot of these yep. women have been in the business for like 35 years. One lady said 54 years. That's a long time. Yep. So do you plan to retire anytime soon? Uh, no, I'm only 51, so I'll be working for a good while yet. <laughs> Man, really? <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Okay. <laughs> I would definitely, uh, 29 years, and it seems like a lot of people that are in the trucking industry that, that drive, you know, this is what they love, so it's really not like work. So, yeah, that's definitely really interesting. All right, well, let me ask you this. What are some of the great things that you actually love about trucking, in addition to the fact that this has been something that, you know, has been in your family um, before? Um, what else do you love about it? Uh, for the most part, the money's pretty decent. Uh, and, I mean, for me, I don't really mind being going from home. Uh, now I have a grandson. It's a little different now and granddaughters, but uh, – 
nobody bothers me. I can pretty much do my own thing. I can, and, and with what I do, I can set my own schedule. So I don't have nobody saying I have to do this or I have to do that. You know, I kind of just pretty much do whatever I want to do. Okay. Well, that definitely makes sense. One of one of the things that's really important to us and why we started this podcast is to really talk about the journey when it comes to the trucking life and just some of the different things that you actually go through. And even before that, what actually led you into getting into the actual industry. So it's real good to hear that, hey, I have had others in my family because I hear that from a lot of people, and that's really pretty important. And one thing with the world we live in today and people are looking for recession-proof opportunities, trucking is definitely one of them, and it's something you can pass down from generation to generation to generation. So definitely consider that. I do have a couple of the questions for you. want to go to a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to be asking you to tell me about, hey, some things over the last 29 years that have been memorable um, while you've been in the trucking industry and then some things that may not have been as memorable. This is Tawanda with Trucks and Bucks, and we'll be back right after this short break. If you have a business or you are seeking to start a business, Please protect yourself when it comes to contracts, accidents, document review, new clients, and more. Just Life Events can assist you with getting access to quality attorneys at reduced rates for all of your business needs. We can also help with family plans, plans for truckers, large and small businesses, and so much more. Remember, it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Contact us today for a free consultation to see how we may be able to meet your legal needs. Our website is justlifeevents.org. Hi, this is Alexis with some news for Trucks and Bucks. During this week, local police joined forces with Utah Troopers to conduct a rigorous truck safety enforcement effort. The truck inspection blitz took place on Wednesday in Park City, Utah. Officers with the Park City Police Department and the Utah Highway Patrol conducted the joint effort along SR-224, also known as Marzik Avenue, looking for CMV violations. Park City Police Captain Phil Kirk said that at the end of the day, 25 trucks were inspected. Officers found 134 violations. Eight vehicles were placed out of service for various issues, including brake and overweight violations. Three drivers were also taken off the road for expired or suspended licenses. All right, and we are back. And definitely excited to hear a little more and find out about Roy and your journey over the last 29 years. So are you ready? You still with me, Roy? Yep, I'm still here. Okay. All right, so next I want to ask you, what are some of the things um, that you may not like about trucking? Like over the last 29 years, I'm sure every you know everyone has a job or a business where, you know, some things you love, some things you don't. So, 
has there ever been anything um, that's like been a not good day because something happened or just anything in the industry? And when you give give me that response, remember there's people that you know are interested in finding out more. So give us something good, even though it's something that you don't like. Um. Well, it's always there's always something good about trucking. I mean, if you want to see places uh, and go do things. I mean, when I first got into trucking, I went all over the United States, and it was, uh, I really wasn't married or anything like that, so I would take my, you know, I'd stay out for two or three weeks, and I never went home. I basically would take time off in different states, two or three days here and two or three days there, and just to see other things, and, uh, but, I mean, it changes over time. You know, from when you're young to when you get older, now you do because that's the way of life now. I mean, before it was fun, but now it's actually a job now, so <laughs> it's kind of different. But uh, it's a lot of fun, and I I think everybody should have a CDL because you can always find a job driving a truck for somebody. Oh, my goodness. Everybody should have a CDL. So um, I know one thing you mentioned right before the show, you know, in reference to, like, the pandemic, how has or has your business been affected at all since over the last um, seven, eight months because of the pandemic? Yes. Uh, it's it's slowed down quite a bit. Uh, I was uh, – I hauled potatoes to a potato chip factory. That's all I do right now, and it got so slow that – I had to find other work to do. Uh, I actually do the same thing, but I had to buy a bigger trailer, and now I go to a, another potato chip factory down in North Carolina from, like, Michigan to North Carolina. Um, the only bad thing about it is it doesn't get me past the house like the other place. It was only 15 minutes from my house, so it was easy to get home, but this place is like all day from my house. So when I'm done, I have a good ways to drive just to get home. But, uh, it seems like it's filling in the void as far as, you know, I was losing quite a bit of money and it, it's not nobody's fault. It's just the way this COVID-19 thing is right now. That's, that's the reason it's like it is. Okay. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. And I know a lot of, um, a lot of businesses have, have definitely been affected. So basically what you're saying is you had one route and what you were actually doing that was pretty consistent. I guess the money was kind of where you wanted it to go, and then you had to make some changes because um, that was no longer available. So um, are things leveling back out right now? Uh, they uh, – to where I'm going, yeah, but I, I'm not sure because now that I'm here – and seeing the money I could make at this place, I probably will not go back to the other place, even if it gets busy again. But um, it it's a little getting used to because I used to leave on a Sunday and I'd be home on a Thursday or Friday. But now I'm going for like two weeks at a time, which, I mean, it's not really a big deal that I'm going. But, I mean, like I said, when I was younger, it was awesome. But now I'm getting older. I don't like being going like I used to, but you got to do what you got to do. That's all there is to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. Um, now, what type of truck do you drive? I have a 1995 Freightliner Classic. 
semi. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. And is this all you have ever driven? What do you mean, as far as just this truck? Well, no. What I mean is, I see now a lot of people are driving box trucks, hot shots, and other things. So, have you always driven a semi? Uh, well, I run heavy equipment for one time for about a year, but uh, I drove a straight truck. It was a milk truck for about a year, uh, and then most of the time I just kind of hauled potatoes for a friend of mine. Drove one of his truck until I bought my own. Oh, three years okay. ago, I guess I bought my own. Okay, and I was just going to ask you. I see on the picture that you inboxed me on Facebook. Ah, man, that's your grandson on the picture with you. He's so freaking cute. Um, <laughs> you got on the side Roy yeah, Derrick. So is, is that Roy Derrick trucking? I can't see the other. Is that it's Roy just Derrick Roy Derrick. Okay, it looks like something it was written in the bottom. It just say Roy Derrick. Okay, so what made you actually decide to go and invest and buy in your own truck? Um, well, I wanted to get into something a friend of mine was doing, and he hauls them big windmill vanes around, and, and I wanted to get into it. And the guy I was working for didn't want to get into it, so I went and bought my own truck so I could get into it. And then I just went and hauled potatoes. <laughs> I didn't, but after I <laughs> bought the truck, it was too late to get out of it, so I had to do something. So I just continued hauling potatoes like I was when I was actually working for that other guy. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, that's definitely interesting. I, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to hog up the show and ask you a million questions all by myself. I'm going to turn it over to Alexis. I know she mentioned she had a couple of things she really wanted to ask you. But I definitely appreciate that. And the only thing I'm going to ask you at the end was just tips and suggestions for um, those that are not in the industry but definitely interested in it. But um, we'll definitely wrap up talking about that at the end. Alexis, are you there? Hi. Hi there. All right, I'll turn it over to you. Hi. You said when you were younger you really did get a chance to see the U.S. That's so amazing because I love traveling as long as I do not have to fly and as long as I am not stuck in the car with particular people, I'm fine. Um, what is the most memorable state you visited and what was the member- most memorable thing or place you saw within that state? Um, I'm kind of a... I'll say I'm kind of a woodsy kind of guy, so like my favorite states to run through is like Montana, uh, northern Idaho, Washington State. I just love the scenery out there. Um, that I guess that's about it for that. I, but I mean, there's so many things out there a person can see. If you have time, in, in a lot of places, you know, you have to unhook your trailer and go bobtail around. But there's so many places that a person could have see. Seen, have you seen Olympia? What's that? Have you seen Olympia, Olympia out in Washington? I know that there's, like, a trail that you can drive around the Olympia State Park that's supposedly supposed to be really beautiful. I have not been there, no. Uh have not seen it. Uh, I have taken uh, shortcuts that really didn't pan out too good through Oregon <laughs> and, 
in the middle of winter when the snow's out there, they blow the snow off the roads out there in Oregon. Well, a lot of the states out there, and some of them snow banks is higher than the truck after they blow the snow off. But uh, oh. it's it's just and and some of the, that one road in Oregon, I can remember one time. I was on that road for probably five hours, and I think I passed three cars and one truck in that on that road itself. So it wasn't a very traveled road, but um, it's just a lot of things. you got to look around, see what you're interested in. Uh, like the Grand Canyon, I've got I, – I mean, I lived in Arizona, but I never went to see it. But after driving the truck, I was able to be able to go see it and do some things like that. So, and it's nice because you're getting paid to see it too. So that makes it good. <laughs> well, that's always a bonus. Um, so you said you like wooded areas and such like that. So what are your three favorite things about your lifestyle as a trucker? And what are your least three favorite things as a trucker? Oh, uh, three favorite things. Well, everybody's always happy to see me when I go home. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's uh, a great thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, geez. I don't know. I guess, I mean, one of my favorite things is I, like I said earlier, I, I don't mind being gone and nobody bothers you out here and I, I don't really go to truck stops and hang out. Uh, I don't generally sleep at truck stops. I usually just, when I get loaded, go to where I have to go, and that's where I sleep at. That's the way I've been for years. Uh, and a lot, of, and and getting compliments about your truck going up and down the road that makes a person feel good, especially when you're out here working and you don't really have time to do things with it. That that's always a good thing. But least favorite things, uh, trying to fight for your pay is not a good thing. Uh, everything you do, it seems like that has to do with trucking. There's so much paperwork and so many and, – and like this company I'm with now, I, it seems like every time I deliver a load, i got to fight just to get paid for it. Uh, and it's, it's like I, I don't understand because I just did my job with the best that I could do it. And now it's time to do their job and pay me, and they don't want to do that. Uh, that's not a good thing. That should be always made easier. And every and everybody charges you for stuff. I mean, no matter what, what you do out here, everybody wants to charge you for something. Uh, if you want paid real right away, then they charge you for that. It's a convenience. Uh, if you don't want paid right away and you can wait, then you gotta wait for thirty days for your paycheck, and most guys out here can't do that. So, I don't know. I think I owe you more things that's not good about it. <laughs> but the hell, that, what, what's your name? It's horrible. But I, but I heard the same thing though about the pay. And really, if you're not organized, like if you're a person just like you know how you have your debit card, you just swipe, swipe, swipe. If you're a person that you're doing these different things, and you're not really organized. You're not, and you don't stay on it. Hell, you might never get paid because you're not going to remember. Like, oh, they yep. didn't pay me yet. So, um, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's was, actually a good question. That actually has it, happened to me when I actually did work, and my boss noticed that I went 
for two pay periods without turning in my paperwork. So I was really fortunate enough for my boss to call me and tell me (laughs) that uh, I'm missing two paychecks and I better turn in my paperwork in order to get paid. I didn't even notice because I was so busy working that I didn't even notice I forgot to turn in four weeks worth of hourly logs to get paid. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, what were you going to say, Roy? Um, another thing, one thing I never liked, I don't drive for a company anymore, but when you drive for a company, they just, like, tell you where you're going to go. They don't ask you. They just tell you. They don't know. And a lot of times, unless you're with a company for a long period of time, they don't really know it's you. It's calling. They always ask you for a number, and that always irritated me. But, I mean, that's that's the way that is. I don't think that would ever change. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. we got to go to break again. And we got a couple more questions, and we're not going to hold you here all day. But that's really interesting because I have definitely heard before about the pay, and then if you want to get paid quicker, um, of course, there's a percentage for that, too. It's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But um, um, but right. this is Tawanda with Trucks and Bucks. And we'll be back with you in a moment. If you're seeking a website, logo, graphic designer, or maybe you're starting a business or anything that comes with business, personal, or even social needs, consider doing business with ELI Solutions. ELI has the solutions for you. The website address is wehavethesolution.org. All right, and we are back. So, Roy, right, well, let me first go out to you, Eric. Eric, are you on the line? Yes. All right, and anything you heard Roy say, is there any question you're dying to ask or just get more information on? want to make sure we give you that opportunity. You're a little shy sometimes. Uh, now I I want to know when you are a new dispatcher like me that have uh, no experience in in business. How do you do uh, when you? Because when I went to the truck stop to the load bar everything, I see the company who post the load. It's for dispatcher to to collect the money or the truckers. How we negotiate it? What paperwork uh, we need? When I I belong to a, just one load board, and I've only ever gotten two loads off of it. Uh, now them <laughs> load boards at truck stops, I don't know a lot about them, but uh, you have to call them, and, and there's paperwork. Like you have to try to get more money out of them because they're most of the times not the one that's going to pay you. You most of the time have to use a factor. Now it just so happens the two companies I use they paid, but they still take money out for direct deposit. Uh, and then the other one did take money out for uh, I got a com check, and it and that was my first time ever experience with a com check. Uh, what an experience that was! But uh, you got to call those people and you got to fight for to try to get more money. You got to at least try to get 
Like if they charge so much for a comp check or so much, it's usually like 2.3% or a comp check's usually only $69. You got to try to figure out first how much miles it is. And 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 I I charge two dollars and twenty five cents a mile to haul stuff, and if they don't want to pay that, I I don't care if it's two dollars and twenty cents. I'm not hauling it. That's just the way it is. And and, okay. and a lot of these people won't do it, but you always have to try to get a little more out of them to pay for that, whatever it's going to cost you, like your comp check or uh, brokerage fee or whatever. That's that's what I, that's one of my things I try to do. Okay. That and I that answers your question. Thank you. And how to set up a lane? Because some driver who lives in Lincoln, he know that he he told me his lane is he have a one lane. Now, how to collect the load on that lane to make the driver have a load? In the uh, in his own drive, round trip. That I couldn't really tell you about because I I just been doing the same thing. I don't know how some of these companies or other people, you know, do things from A to B. Or I I think in most cases uh, these companies have warehouses all over the United States, and I think a lot of times. Uh, a truck will come in from California or something and it's probably been on or, you know, that trailer's been hooked to four or five different trucks just to get it there. So, I'm not really sure about that question you have. Because okay. uh, if we have two points, the point A is Lincoln, the point B is California, and we have uh, in Lincoln less than truck loads. You have a first point. Okay. And now you have to take the product to another company different than the first company, maybe in uh, Dallas or anywhere on the lane to make the driver have a full drop load. How we make that? They do that a lot because they're each paying so much for so much space in your trailer or somebody's trailer, so they do that to fill it up. But I mean, it, okay. sh- it should be all it should be all paid. Uh, you know, one one just say one company might pay have just a pallet on, so they're just going to pay five hundred dollars from Lincoln to California. But another company might have ten pallets to put on, and from Dallas yeah. to California. And, and they might pay it fifteen hundred dollars. So you're going to go get it, whatever they can do to fill that trailer up. You're going to go get it, and then it's, that's how they're going to get their money. Okay, thank you. That is why I wanted to understand. Okay, that sounds good, and that sounds like twenty nine years of knowledge. So that's definitely a good thing. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> so let me ask you my 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 last question that I want to ask you, um, Roy. For anyone that's listened to our show that is interested in getting into the trucking business, maybe driving semis, um, looking to do something different, what are some what are some tips, some things? Um, like if you had to do it all over again, would you do it? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So what are some what are two or three things you might share to a brand new person and them listening to this show and listening to you could be the determining factor 
if they're going to do it or not. So what would you leave them with? Uh, first and foremost is safety. you got to pay attention. Uh, it's a lot of fun out here, and, and I know I've done it in my time. Ripped down the road as fast, just see how fast my truck was going. I don't anymore because now I own the truck, but when I drove somebody else's, I would. <laughs> but you got to pay attention, and, and I'll just say that, for instance, I just come through West Virginia toll road, and I come up to that toll booth, and I always put it in low gear and just idle through that toll booth. Some other guy in another truck probably ripped through that toll booth probably 35, 40 miles an hour. If any of them toll attendants would have stepped out there and hit him, he'd have been in prison the rest of his life. So that's mm-hmm. one thing you always got to think about. The other thing you always got to think about is, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, my truck, it's my truck. When I bought it, it shuts off at 71 miles an hour. I haven't changed it. That's as fast as I can go, 71. It works for me. I'm never in a hurry. I always leave early enough, so I don't have to be in a hurry. Um, but you can get in a wreck out here, and if you – like I don't use – a lot of these newer trucks have electronic logs. If you don't have that filled out right, most of the times you get in a wreck, and it's going to be your fault. So your safety is is that's number one. Um, got a, you know, if it snows, I don't like driving in the snow anymore. I've been doing it too long, so you know it starts snowing mm-hmm. a little bit. I look for a place to park. You know, that's you have to use your head on that stuff. So, I mean, it's 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 not a bad thing, and it's it's good. You know, it's good money. You can always find. You know, a job driving a truck, but you just have to use your head and and try to be safe is is what it amounts to. Okay, that makes sense. And one of the things you said in the beginning of the show that you know this has been in your family for for many years and generations, and it's really a great opportunity um, to do that. Now, I got to ask you just one last question because I know you recently bought you purchased your own truck. You said a couple of years ago. Yes. Okay. What's the biggest difference? I know I've heard that when you have your own truck, it's your truck, you're responsible for it, you're paying for the fuel. Do you feel like you've made more money by being your own, um, having your own truck versus um, maybe leasing or driving for other companies? Um, the first year I had my truck, I didn't make any more money. I made the same exact money, actually less than I did for the guy I was working for. Uh, and I'll just say this, for instance. The last year I worked for that guy, I made $47,000. The first year I had my truck, I didn't have it the whole year, but my profit was 47000 Then I had to pay taxes on top of that. So at that point, I made less. But it, it's, I'm not going to say it's a huge amount of money difference. Yeah, you'll see it in your checks. I mean, my checks went from $1,000 to five or $6,000 a week. Mm-hmm. But the idea is you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't just go out and spend it. you got to save it because you're... My truck insurance is $1,300 a month, and depending on what for truck you buy, this truck costs me $925 a month. You're going to put at least $600 every other day in fuel in this thing. So it, it's just a costly thing, so it's not like you can go out there and just blow your money here and there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's and you can make up your own mind. You can do what you want to do when you have your own truck. When you work for somebody, they say, hey, we have this load going to New York City, and you need to take it. 
you're going. But when you have your own truck and they say that, then you don't have to go anymore. Absolutely. So it's it's uh you just kind of you just got to figure it out. I mean, it's it, it, and you can't I don't know. I don't ever expect to have a new truck cuz I like this old thing. But you got to know how to work on things too. It, I I don't understand how people out here can buy a truck and they don't know how to work on it. They take it to a garage all the time. I'd sooner work on it myself than pay somebody $125 an hour to work on it for me. That's so smart. (laughs) Absolutely. I can definitely see um, the difference. I um, know someone that recently purchased um, their own vehicles and they um, they actually been working on other people's vehicles for many, many years. So that was definitely a plus. I know everybody right. might can't learn to be a mechanic, but it definitely can save a lot of money. All right, we have a couple more minutes left, so I want to go back out to Eric or Alexis see if you have any final. We got a t- we got time for one more burning question that you guys may want to ask Roy. We're going to go to you first, Eric. Any last burning question about his trucking life, the journey, um, what he's actually doing in driving trucks, or anything um, that you might can think of. Anything, Eric? Going once, going twice. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are you good? All right. So, Roy, is there anything else that you have that we didn't ask you that you'd like to share as we close out in the next um few minutes? No, I guess not. I guess I got everything covered. <laughs> I hope everybody's well, happy if, with if my not, answers. Well, if not, we can definitely. Yeah. Well, no, definitely. It's been amazing. And one thing I know you shared with me that you never actually um, did podcasting before. So how are you feeling? You feeling all right? Oh, I'm doing all right, I guess. <laughs> are these these all other right, well, these these other two people that are there with you? They drive truck now too, or what are they doing? Um, they're they're getting they're new into the dispatching business. Dispatchers okay. actually help keep truckers on the road. Yeah, and, okay. yeah, and they're not—they're not with me. One person's over in Nebraska, and the other young lady, she's o- she's over in Northern Virginia. And um, so yeah, oh, they okay. actually are getting into the dispatching business, wanting to make sure. One thing that I, I recently found out because I didn't really realize it before, if a person's not interested in driving a truck for some reason. There's a lot of different ways to still be involved in the trucking industry, like being a dispatcher, right. being a freight broker, and so on and so forth. So that's what they're looking to do. Help people like you stay on the road and make more money. Does that make right. sense? Right. Yep, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. I'm definitely going to um, look forward to talking to you again, looking forward to building with you. I appreciate you investing time and coming on here today, sharing with us about your journey over the last 29 years um, in the trucking industry, and we just bid you super success in business and in life. Thank you so much, Roy. Thanks. Thank you. All right. All right. And thank you to everyone that joined in that listened. This is Tawanda with Trucks and Bucks, and we will continue to bring information and share the journey and life of those in the trucking world. Until the next time, remember, together we can. <laughs>